Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew right here on MazingBrew.com. I feel like it's been the hottest of minutes since we've uh, last recorded our uh, Michigan football recruiting podcast here. But you know what? There's a lot going on in the world of recruiting. So uh, why not just come back from uh, the depths of wherever we've been over the last like three or four weeks, it, it seems like, and and record a podcast for you all because there's a lot happening, a lot of official visits coming up and uh, a, a special visitor from this past weekend. But uh, we'll, we'll get all... T- to that in just a second uh but i just want to bring in my co-host very quickly uh john simmons and seth barry with me per usual john how you doing today man it's been a hot minute i'm good i'm excited adley rushman got a uh, call up to the o's i'm an orioles fan so hey there you go i've been following that so i mean pretty good it's it's probably been a pretty good weekend for you considering that um highly anticipated prospect yes um Michigan football related, but I'm just so no, no, that's okay. I I, I bring it up whenever I can. (laughs) Hey, baseball is, uh, it it has a special place in my heart as well. Um, you know, Tigers got a lot of good prospects, uh, on the up and up as well. So hopefully Rutschman continues his, uh, success in the bigs. Seth, how are you doing? My friend, it's, it's been a while since I've last spoken with you over these podcast airwaves. So how have you been? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Um, yeah, in a baseball note, I, you talk about the Tigers' prospects, but I, I wish their record would would be trending up a little a little better this year. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, follow the Tigers as well. Um, so, if, if on that note, I can kind of vent my frustration with uh, with how that's going <laughs> uh, with the, the AJ Hinch and the boys this year. But 
but other than that, yeah, I'm good. Um, you know, looking forward to to get to talking about, you know, some of these official visits that are coming up uh, on the Michigan football front here in, in June. So we're ready to roll. It's it's just to go back to the Tigers very briefly. I know this isn't a, a Tigers podcast by any means, but uh, once Riley Green comes back from injury, I think they're going to start swinging a little bit better. And uh, hopefully the team chemistry will will follow that as well with him and Torkelson, some of the other young guys they got. Um, I, I'm still hopeful. Uh, but I'm not expecting anything crazy this year. Maybe next year. Uh, we'll certainly see. Uh, let's get to what our podcast is actually about. And that is Michigan football recruiting. Lots of visits happening. I mean, this is kind of the time of the year when prospects come to campus, check everything out, kind of interact with some of the other recruits that end up coming to campus as well. And you'll see a lot of that this upcoming month in the month of June, when a lot of official visits start happening um, obviously Victor's weekend is always a huge, huge, uh, official visit weekend for Michigan football. Uh, they get all of their pretty much top targets, uh, up on campus for that weekend. I actually want to start today's podcast, uh, with an unofficial visit that happened over the weekend. And that was from, uh, highly talked about recruit in the 2023 class in-state five-star quarterback, Dante Moore. Uh, he's been talked about quite a bit on this podcast, on Maze and Brew, on pretty much every Michigan website that you've probably looked at, the Michigan Insider, Rivals on three. Uh, everybody is talking about Dante Moore. And for good measure, too, he's one of the better quarterbacks in this class. He plays in the city of Detroit, he, he's originally from Ohio, but moved to Detroit several years ago. He's the highest ranked recruit in the state of Michigan in this 23 class. He is a top priority and he is a hot commodity for not only Michigan, but a lot of the schools, uh, it, really the, all of the big bloods, or blue bloods, I should say, pretty much wanting to go after him uh, and land him. Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, Texas A&M is starting to make Uh, It's pitch as well uh, to him. So lots of other schools as well. Oregon, he had visited. So uh, you could pretty much just name a really good school and he's probably uh, either interested or the school's interested in him. So he unofficially visited Michigan on Friday and pretty much the the goal from this trip, it seemed like to me, uh, is to really connect with Matt Weiss and he got some uh, good FaceTime with Sharon Moore. Jim Harbaugh was unfortunately not on campus this weekend. He had other uh, obligations that he had to meet. So uh, he really, uh, Dante Moore, had the opportunity to bond further with his potential future quarterbacks coach and uh, both of his uh, uh, co-offensive coordinators there. So uh, he got to talk with them, got to talk with Donovan Edwards as well, uh, which is always good. And I believe Samaj Morgan was also on campus this weekend. They did like a, a photo shoot kind of a thing. So it seemed like overall the visit went well for him. Um, John, I'm, I'll toss it over to you with just your uh reaction from this visit, uh, what you take out of it. And do you think Michigan has uh, taken another step forward in this recruitment? Cause this is going to be one of those recruitments that they got to play uh, the long game for. Yeah, I think it was a positive visit for Michigan. I think they did a good job. You know, the big thing that has been talked about in regards to more was like wanting to have a relationship with 
um, his future college coaches. And I think this visit gave him a good chance to get a lot of one-on-one time with Weiss. You know, he said he had some questions with offense that he got answered, but they also just kind of just talked about stuff outside of football as well. And even got, you know, some more FaceTime with Sean Moore, which is good since they're co-OCs. So, um, you know, in terms of building that relationship with the offensive coordinators of Michigan, I think it was a really good step. And um, another good indicator, I think, was that they're, you know, talking about stretching out his visits and, you know, maybe taking some during the season and stuff now when he wanted to decide in the summer before. Um, and I just think lengthening that uh, timeline only helps Michigan to keep uh, making their pitch and getting him on campus and getting the coaches around him. So we'll see um, how far they can get him to go. But I think uh, they're continuing to take, you know, baby steps and make up ground here. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was, um, you know, it was a big weekend, obviously for, for more in Michigan and, and getting him on campus. Um, once again, it was, the, the the thing I noticed with with more you know when speaking about Michigan when I was you know just going through um, various articles is that he mentioned you know Michigan being the first and you know the first team that was kind of was interested and reached out and and were the first in his recruitment and you know in the recruiting world that's not always a great thing um, you know because obviously schools come in down the road and you know you know you get you get just a bunch of schools that get interested obviously after you know after one offers but. Um, you know, there's something to be said for that. I think the loyalty element and, you know, knowing that Michigan was, was kind of the first on, on board, um, you know, to give him an offer and, and those type of things. So, um, you know, that that's valuable and, and just Michigan letting him know that, you know, we're still here and, you know, we want to continue to recruit you hard. And, you know, we're the, obviously the in-state school, um, which is, you know, can be a big, a big element to this as well. So, um, yeah, just continue to, you know, to try to, to hammer home, you know, some of the points they want to make to him and, you know, uh, feeling out the coaches and getting to know them more. And, um, but yeah, that, that was my biggest takeaway is, is his comments on that is Michigan, you know, being there, you know, since, since day one, and that could be a valuable thing in the long run. Yeah. It's, it's no, it's, it's not a secret that uh, Michigan was the first to really go after him and offer him. He, got his offer from Jim Harbaugh when he was in eighth grade. Michigan's been there from the start. Now the comments that he made about that, Seth, I, I, I don't know. I like, I'll push back a little bit on what you were saying with like how, how Michigan was the first. I don't really think that's going to matter at the end of the day, quite frankly. Dante has always been a guy that values relationships and that's been pretty evident with how highly he thinks of Notre Dame is because He's very close with their offensive coordinator. Um, and I believe he's the quarterback coach as well. Tommy Reese, very close with him. Probably the closest uh, coach that he is uh, with at this point, uh, just from a recruiting and, and relationship standpoint, I think he's probably done the best job out of anybody uh, as far as that goes. So I think it does play somewhat of a factor of why Michigan is sticking around and uh I, I don't think it'll ultimately be a reason why uh, Michigan would, you know, if he committed to Michigan, I don't think that would be the reason why, like, oh, they, they offered me first. I, I don't think that's going to be the case by any means, but I, I do think it, it does have like a sentimental value to him to where Michigan's not completely out of this yet. Now, I, I think if Michigan were another school, 
where you know, let's just say like they're, you know, Indiana, just for the sake of argument, like he's really interested in Indiana and uh, they were recruiting him the way that Michigan is. I don't think Indiana would be in this recruitment anymore because of the way they've recruited him. I, I, in my opinion, Michigan hasn't done a really good job recruiting Dante Moore. Uh, that's, that's just the way that I view things. And I think if they want to land him, not only do they have to keep getting him on campus and playing the long game with him, uh, but they have to really build that relationship up with Matt Weiss specifically, but also Jim Harbaugh has to be a huge reason uh, why he would commit to Michigan and Sharon Moore, obviously uh, getting some more face time in there as well. Uh, throw Ron Bellamy in there a little bit too. He's one of their better recruiters. Uh, he recruits the state of Michigan. He's very well known within the state of Michigan and the high school ranks too. So I, I think the longer this plays out, kind of like what John was saying, the longer this plays out, I think the better for Michigan, just because if he were to make a decision today, in my opinion, it wouldn't be Michigan. I think it'd probably be Notre Dame. He seems very interested in Texas A&M, John, which I want to ask you about next, um, because it's reported that he's going to be taking an not an official visit, an unofficial visit to Texas A&M the same weekend as Victor's weekend, which is June 17th, uh, which is the big official visit weekend for Michigan. They're going to have a ton of top targets uh, on campus there. We'll talk about that. Uh, a little later on, but I wanted to ask you, John and Seth, we'll get your thoughts as well. I'll start with John here. What do you think about Dante Moore? Now it's not officially locked in. Like it's not like I am for sure visiting Texas A&M June 17th. He did not say that. He, he said that the plan was to visit A&M June 17th on an unofficial visit. So I, I think the fact, John, that it's an unofficial potentially um, it, that speaks volumes to how interested he is in their program. And he had even admitted he's interested in seeing how they were able to get the number one recruiting class. He's interested in, you know, I guess what the culture is like and what things are like down there to where they could get the number one recruiting class. I don't really have to speak a whole lot about how they got the number one recruiting class because I, I think we kind of all kind of know. Uh, But uh, John, just speak on the fact that he's even interested in going down there and the fact that it's an unofficial visit. I think that's kind of striking to me. Yeah. I mean, I think the unofficial visit is big because, you know, it means he can go back during the season. And we always talk about the uh, rule that um, is just kind of like a recruiting rule of thumb that if you want an out of region guy, um, you have to get him on campus at least twice during the recruitment. So that would open the door for A&M to do it. Um, but I will take kind of a, put a more positive spin on it that it kind of makes me, you know, a month or two ago, you know, you just kind of say, oh, he's really ticketed towards Notre Dame right now. It seems like kind of a, more like a when, not if type of thing. But I think the fact that he's kind of looking at these other schools, like he visited Oregon and then now he's looking at Texas A&M makes me think that he's really not set on going to Notre Dame right now I think they're probably still in the lead but I don't think he's totally sold on them um, which gives Michigan a chance still and I think um, over time like like Oregon I think it's kind of gonna fade that feeling you know if he doesn't get back there you know think about how Michigan did with Josh Connolly last year they got him on campus for a visit and they had a great time they were reportedly in the lead but then you know time went on and he never got back to campus and it just kind of Michigan just kind of fizzled out and I think that can happen two other schools that he visits out of region, but um, back to A&M specifically, if this is unofficial and he gets back on campus twice, 
um, then that's what you have to worry about, I think. So if he ends up taking these official visits to schools again, then I'll start worrying them about them being serious contenders. Um, but now I, I'm just kind of going to take it that um, he's looking at schools. He's not really sold on one right now. And if uh, Michigan is kind of the constant here with all these different leaders popping up, then I think that usually bodes well for the, the schools that stick around every time he has, you know, a new top list or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, first of all, I think the only comment that matters on this particular uh, instance is Nick Saban's, but um, <laughs> we, we can, we can uh, talk. He, he, maybe he'll have a comment on this uh, if he wants to, if he wants to join, join Maze and Brew one of these, uh, one of these days, but, um, but yeah, no, like I, I agree with that, John. Um, like I said, you made the point that we're, you know, Michigan playing the long game and, and making sure, you know, they hang around in this recruitment. Um, Vaughn, I did want to respond a little bit to what you said, you know, my comment about if we can go back to that. Um, yeah, like for Mi- sure. Michigan, yeah, Michigan being the first kind of involved. Um, I could see how people could read his comments and like it was a good point because it went through my head as well. Like when kind of analyzing those comments about Michigan kind of being in the first, you know, first offer and offered in eighth grade and everything. It's just um, like you could have read it as um kind of something where you know he's he's just looking at Michigan because they were the first ones like kind of as a courtesy you know so that that's kind of that kind of went through my head as well it's like yeah if they were in Indiana or like a smaller school and they're recruiting him like like Michigan has been like maybe they would be be out of the fold by now so I I could definitely see like that that angle and that take on it so I just wanted to like hit on that you know and and respond to you know I could I could definitely see you know that um that point of view as well. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's so many different ways that could be taken from Michigan being the first to offer him. Um, it, it's just, yeah, that's that was just my initial take on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it, this is just <laughs> such an interesting recruitment. I mean, I've seen people compare this one to like the Donovan Edwards recruitment or the Will Johnson recruitment where you just got to keep going. And honestly, I don't really view it as that as of right now I mean my feelings could change towards that but as of right now I I view this one as a very unique one uh, just because he's gained so much interest from um, uh, the out-of-region schools and he's reciprocated that interest Donovan Edwards never really had a ton of interest uh, in leaving the area I know he he visited Georgia at one point but it it was really going to be either Michigan at one point it was going to be Ohio state. And then they kind of, uh, kind of out recruited it. I mean, they went for Travion Henderson. Uh, so it, I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like a different recruitment to me, but at the end of the day, it's very much like a, a buckle up and, and wait and see what happens kind of a recruitment. I think this is going to play out into the season. I, I know that it, it seems like Dante Moore wanted to kind of commit sooner rather than later, but it doesn't really seem like he's prepared to do that, at least not right now. Perhaps things change this summer, but if I were guessing, I would guess that this probably goes into the season. He takes some visits uh, on game days and and perhaps ends up signing and committing uh, to the same school uh, during that early signing period in December. Um, guys, any, any final thoughts on uh, Dante Moore before we move on? No, I don't have any. I think we covered it. Seth? Uh, no, I think we hit on I think we hit on everything. So 
Well, good, because we've got a lot more to hit on <laughs> with uh, these official visits that are lining up. And it is it, it's crazy. I mean, every June, it, uh, it it really just comes out of nowhere. The month of June hits and it, kids flock to campus. And, and it, it's just one of the best months of the year for football recruiting. It is truly um, just unlike any other recruiting month. It's going to be awesome. So let's, uh, John was so kind to type up on maizeandbrew.com. As of right now, it's it's the list of recruits that Michigan is expected to host for official visits during the month of June. And it really all kicks off June 10th. And it's the weekend before Victor's weekend. So we'll get to Victor's weekend right after this. But um, let's all talk about one prospect who's going to be visiting uh, during the June 10th weekend. And I will start and I want to talk about Paul Mubenga really quickly. Now, he's not a guy that we've talked a whole lot about on this podcast or on maizeandbrew.com, but he is a three-star offensive lineman from the state of Georgia. He is 6'4", 280, ranked uh, 451st overall on the composite. Has some other pretty good offers as well as Michigan's. I mean, he's he's got LSU. He's got Miami, Penn State, North Carolina, Stanford, um, South Carolina, uh, Texas, Texas A&M. So he's got a a slew of other top programs wanting him to commit. And uh, I I saw the interview that he did with uh, Bryce Marich over at the Michigan Insider. And it just makes me feel like this is a really winnable recruitment. I think uh, academics are going to play somewhat of a factor here. He just the way that he was so articulate in that interview, it it just makes me think that, uh, you know, academics are going to play a huge factor here. He just doesn't seem like a like a normal football player in high school. Like he's just trying to play football at the next level. Like it really seems like he's honing in on that student athlete part of it as well. So um, I, I think this would be a good addition to the offensive line room. I think there's definitely room for him to grow um, in terms of if he wants to play tackle or guard. I, I think at this point, he would probably be best suited for a guard position. But if he puts on maybe another inch and adds a, uh, a lot more weight, perhaps could play right tackle. I don't think left tackle is in his future, but I, I think he's a versatile piece that uh, could really fit in at almost any position. I think he would be uh, a, a really good addition to what Sharon Moore's got going on here. So, uh, John, um, who is uh, somebody you want to talk about who is uh, officially visiting for that June 10th weekend? All right. I'm going to go down the board a bit and pick another offensive lineman in uh, Christopher Tarek. Um, he's a relatively new guy to the board, but I think he's really interesting. Um, he was basically unranked. Um, just a little bit ago, and he's still only like an 83 on the composite, which is pretty low. But what's notable is that he's picked up like a whole bunch of offers um, since the month of May, including like Iowa and Wisconsin, you know, like really good um, yeah, uh, offensive line schools to have. Um, so and I think him getting uh, setting up an official visit so quickly after getting his offer um, is a big deal as well. Um, but I just think he kind of reminds me of the, that Ashton Craig recruitment last year where, it's, you know, it's a guy from Big Ten West Country, um, just a nasty old lineman that blows up, gets a ton of offers. And uh, he ended up in Notre Dame's class last year. Um, we'll see if Michigan can pull him this year. He already has all this five 
official visits set up, including the aforementioned Iowa and um, Iowa and Wisconsin. And then he has Duke and Illinois as well. So he's definitely a guy that Michigan can um, win, uh, you know, being he's from Illinois, Sharon Moore is his uh, recruiting will be both his area and his position coach. Um, so I think uh, that's a really good chance. He's already been bumped up just looking at him now, since I last looked, he's already been bumped up to like an 86 by 24 seven sports. And I think he has more room to grow. So he's six six two ninety five right now. He could probably stick out a tackle with that length there. So I think he's just an intriguing guy to, to keep an eye on throughout the, the month of June. Yeah. I, I hate using the term rising prospect just cause I think it's, it's just so cliche to, yeah. to use that term, but, <laughs> totally but, but yeah, but, but he certainly does fit that kind of like rising prospect range because yeah, on the composite, he's only an 84. He's at eight eighty seven nationally, but 24 seven has him as an 86 and, I agree with the the offer sheet that he has, like Iowa, Wisconsin. I mean, those are some O-line schools for sure. So if there's any prospect that is just going to keep moving up the rankings, as long as he has a good senior season and good summer and everything like that, it's probably Christopher Tarek. So that's a good pick, John. Uh, Seth, who did you have for this weekend, June 10th? June 10th. Um, and, John, I don't have your list right in front of me, but I, I have an on-three list. Um, I don't know if you had the tight end Chico Holt from Houston, Texas. Sure Is did. He... Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Number, number 746 player nationally, you know, according to the two, four, seven composite um, number 42 tight end in the country. Is this a guy that's, that's gotten some, you know, he's garnered some interest more recently from programs. I know Texas uh, was a recent offer and he, I believe already officially visited Northwestern. Um, so this is a guy that Grant Newsom has been able to keep an eye on and, and, uh, you know, get an official visit out of, uh, which is, you know, the tight end room is an interesting one for the Wolverines in this class, uh, just considering, you know, the, the decommitment um, from Raplea, if I, I, I didn't pronounce that right. I know I didn't, but it's um, a weird one. yes, that's a weird one. But um, yeah, Holt is a guy that, you know, is visiting the 10th, you know, six, five to 20, you know, talk about rising prospect, what, whatever that means, but just, just a prospect that's, that has kind of garnered some more interest as of, as of late from some, from some bigger schools. So uh, that's the guy I'm taking a look at. Um, and then obviously, you know, down the road, there's a, you know, a, on the 17th Jackson, um, Jackson Howard is, is visiting as well, who's a little higher end of a prospect, but it'll be kind of interesting to see where, where this goes with the, with the tight end room uh, with Michigan in this class. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a good pick too, with Chico hold. I, I think he certainly is uh, a riser in the rankings in the near future as well. And it is a position of need after uh Rappelier, I think is how you pronounce. I'm not sure. Um, I've just been kind of guessing at this point, if I'm being honest, um, it's a weird last I trust, name. I trust you over my pronunciation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a total guess. I just look at the name and I just pray that I'm right. But uh, I think that's a good pick. Uh, they're certainly in need of tight ends in this class. So uh, there are going to be a few of them uh, uh, probably um, at Michigan's disposal here. So let's go to a uh, Victor's weekend very quickly. Um, running out of time here, but there are so many prospects that are visiting uh, for this weekend. It's just insane. So I highly encourage you go check out uh, John's article on maizeandbrew.com. There are a ton. Um, so I'm just going to go with another guy that I think 
could very well be on commit watch after this one. And that's Joseph Mupoyi, the uh, defensive end from Washington, D.C., Archbishop Carroll. Uh, he's a three-star, but uh, again, another guy that I think is going to rise in the rankings. He's 6'5", 210. Uh, he is a teammate of a certain five-star that I'm sure we'll talk about uh, as so many times uh, in this uh, in this 2023 cycle here. Um, so I, I think not only will it help with Nicholas Harbour's recruitment, but I think it will help uh, it just overall with the defensive line room because they're really looking to overhaul here. Um, I, I think he is a perfect candidate uh, to kind of uh, take on one of those roles at the edge spot in Michigan's defense uh, with uh, uh, Mike Elston and Jesse Minter leading the way. I, I think he, it, there's certainly a huge chance here for Michigan to seal the deal uh, during Victor's weekend. I think he's a really good talent and uh, certainly an underrated one at this point. So I, I think he's certainly one to watch for John, who you got. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jackson Howard, who uh, was mentioned a little bit earlier, um, but he, I think he's still listed as a tight end, but Michigan's kind of going after him as an edge prospect. Now Mike Elston's kind of taking control here. And, you know, they're one of Michigan was one of his first offers as well. And he's uh, racked up a bunch since then. And they were in on him early, but things cooled off for a while. But now with this this pitch to be an edge, I think is really connected with them. Michigan made, uh, you know, his top four. He has official visits all scheduled to Minnesota, which is his hometown school, LSU and Miami. I think Michigan has the best combination of dra- draft success and close to home that I think they can really pull it out here um, after uh, would be a pretty uh, kind of meteoric rise in his recruitment there. But that would be cool to see. Yeah, no, that's a great pick too. I I think he, wherever he plays at the next level, he's going to be a stud, whether it's D-line, tight end. I I think he could very well do both, but I think he's probably best suited on the D-line, much like Nicholas Harbour, in my opinion, uh, as opposed to playing offense. Seth, who you got? Yeah, yeah, John, I know you mentioned Howard, and I mentioned him earlier. I knew he was versatile, you know, versatile player kind of play. Uh, both sides of the ball if he you know if he needed to and I'm sure certain schools are recruiting him as a tight end or looking at both um, yeah, or whatever definitely. so um, but yeah I had uh, Charles Jagusa that's another last name close enough um, yeah close enough <laughs> but um, yeah he's he's visited Michigan I believe at least a couple of times um, and he has I don't know he's he's just sung high praises of Michigan every time he has visited I know it's Notre Dame is is in the lead I think on this one and it's kind of a two horse race one of those two horse races between Michigan and Notre Dame um but you know Michigan's got him for an official on that victor's weekend and you know maybe they can maybe they can gather some momentum in terms of you know trying to trying to sway him toward the Wolverines a little bit there um like I said I, I know it's I, I love him as a prospect you know six six three hundred pounds um you know offensive tackle I mean he's just I think he's just a monster I'm um, just watching his film and uh, kind of how he plays. But um, like I said, it's, it's that two horse race between the Irish and the Wolverines and, but, but Michigan, you know, like, like I said, every time he is, he has visited there and in, in, in his recruitment, um, he has, he has sung really high praises of, of what Michigan's been able to, to offer him. So um, hopefully that's one that um, Michigan can win that battle. But like I said, it's, it's going to be tough with, with the Irish in the mix as well. Yeah, that that really is one to watch too, Seth. I I think it certainly is a a two-team race between Michigan, Notre Dame, 
top 100 overall prospect, four-star, number eight overall at the offensive tackle position. I think he is a a stellar talent. So that that would be a great addition. Um, Again, like I said, so many high-end prospects visiting for this June 17th weekend. I wish we had more time to talk about it. We just don't. So go go to mazenbrew.com, check out all those uh, visitors for that weekend. So let's move on to the final weekend here of June 24th. As of right now, not a ton of visitors uh, scheduled for this one, but I do want to talk about one in particular uh, at the linebacker position, and that's Jaden Osbury, who we really haven't talked a whole lot about either, um, but his name has kind of reemerged as a as one to watch for uh, as far as Michigan's chances are concerned. Uh, Going to be officially visiting June 24th. He's also officially visiting Auburn June 3rd and then Notre Dame June 10th. Um, so it, certainly uh, some, some blue blood competition going on here, but he's a top 50 talent, one of the best linebackers in the country. Um, it's going to be tough to pull him away. I think from the South, uh, specifically Auburn, I think is really the main one to watch here since his brother, uh, in the 22 class had committed to Auburn and is, uh, uh, in at Auburn right now. Uh, but you know what, just get him up on that official visit, see what happens and, uh, just hope and pray for the best. I think he's a really good player. So we'll see how that goes, but John, who you got for uh, this June 24th weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who wasn't on my list because it was just announced today that he's going to be there that weekend, and that's uh, Riley Van Poppel, who is a four-star uh, lineman from Texas that was offered during the valuation period. Um, he could play. He's being recruited on either side of the ball, but Michigan's recruiting him as a D lineman, and I think he prefers that side. Um, so I think he's a guy that has a high interest in Michigan. Um, his dad is Todd Van Poppel, who is like a big-time uh, prospect pitcher in the late 80s 90s didn't really pan out as a phenom but he still had a good career so I think he's got good athleticism and bonds so I think uh that'll be an interesting recruitment there yeah I I think that certainly is one to watch as well and yeah good eye with that one uh that that just got announced today like you said so um certainly interested to see where that one goes uh Seth who is your uh guy for this uh, June 24th weekend you have the final prospect here I have um I have Kelton Henderson. He's a he's an athlete, the 299 overall player um out of Lee Acres, Florida. Um he's a number 57 ranked um player in the state of Florida. Um it looks like it's a two horse race between between Michigan and South Carolina. Um he's taking an official to South Carolina according to 247 by uh on June 10th and then Michigan will be the 24th. So someone who Steve Klingscale and, and the Wolverines have been able to, to keep their eye on. Um, I don't know if we've talked too much about him um, in previous podcasts. If we did, I, I didn't take um, part in it. I don't think, but yeah, I don't think um, we have. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of a new guy to, to keep an eye on and, and that'll be coming on the, on the 24th. That seems to be, you know, Michigan, South Carolina kind of battling, battling head to head with, with him. So so yeah, that's my guy to kind of to kind of keep an eye on there to see what see what comes out of that for Michigan. Yeah, there there are so many kids lined up to visit for uh, on an on an official basis uh, in the month of June. So I, I mean, I can't state enough. Go over to mazenbrew.com. Not only just check out John's article, but we're going to have a ton more recruiting coverage as the month unfolds. 
um, really excited to get all of this going. It, it really is one of the better times of the recruiting season and uh, just excited to be able to cover all of this again. So that's all the time we got for today, though. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter, buddy? At Simmons underscore John. Seth, how about you, Fran? At Barry underscore Seth 14. And follow Mason Brew on Twitter at Mason Brew, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, give us a subscription on YouTube as well. And uh, five stars for all of our podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast network as well. Uh, we would certainly appreciate all of that support. For John and for Seth, I am Vaughn, and we will talk to you guys very soon. Go Blue.